just receive the blessing. <laughs> I, I think that transitions get screwed up when we get in the middle of it and try to over-engineer it I believe that. instead I believe of that. trusting that God's in the middle of it. Welcome to The Kindling Fire. My name is Troy Mangum. This podcast is here to advance the revolution Jesus started, a revolution of the free, the fire starters, the troublemakers, and the zealots. I interview people who I think are awesome, who have heard that revolutionary call and are going after Jesus with their whole heart. If you listen to this show and join our community, I know God is going to speak to you. I believe God wants to change the world through you, through your unique gifts and talents He's given you. This podcast is here to be a voice of encouragement in your life, a voice that says, with God you can, and with God you will. Let's get rolling. Welcome to the Kindling Fire. I'm so excited today because I have a, a return guest, Matt Tommy. Thanks for coming on, Matt. Absolutely. Glad to be here, man. So, um, uh, episode 56, Called to Thrive. I talked to Matt almost 100 episodes ago. And uh, and it's uh, Matt is an artist out of Asheville, North Carolina. He's a mentor to thousands of artists around the world, helping them co-create with God and really break off sort of a starving artist mentality. Uh, he's a prolific author. And the last time we had a conversation, he uh, we talked about a book he wrote that I loved called Called to Thrive. And so we're going to have this conversation based on you having listened to that. So please go to episode 56 and listen to that great episode. We're going to kind of pick up the conversation from there. And, um, and so Matt, I'm so glad to have you back on, uh, anything, anything new, um, you know, kind of that I maybe didn't cover that, that you're involved in as well. Yeah, we're just really focusing so much right now on our mentoring program and, uh, you know, with COVID changes and all that sort of thing, live events that we've done for years, uh, we're not doing. And so we're at a pivot point, like everybody else is, uh, trying to figure out what's next for the Lord and, uh, it's a perfect season to talk about transition. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Talking about today because it's like it is totally a season where everybody, I think all of us are trying to hear the Lord and, and what's next. And so we're doing the things that we know are, are working and producing fruit and we're shifting in the areas where we need to shift. So Yeah. So the uh, the event that you have run for, uh, for many years, what's the name of that event again? Yeah, so we've done something called Gathering of Artisans, which is, uh, we've done it here and many countries all over the all over the world, and um, bringing artists, master artists and emerging artists together for a weekend of not only skill development, but also learning how to hear the Holy Spirit in their creative process, uh, worship, healing, I mean, just a great weekend. And then in March, we uh, kicked off our first ever Thriving Christian Artist Conference we had almost 500 artists here in Asheville for the weekend, and it was actually the last weekend before all the COVID stuff shut down. Oh, wow. And so we literally were having people that were like, I hope I can get home because we had had people fly from Australia and all over Europe and all this kind of thing. So it's been a crazy year, but in the middle of that, it's been one of our best years ever. Um, is we're We've called it the year of the machete, which is hilarious, but it's, it's been a year where we've been cutting off things, a pruning year, things that have not been producing the way we wanted them to. Other things got cut off that we didn't plan on getting cut off. Right, sure. Um, but even in the middle of that, we've had one of our biggest years ever 
which is uh, phenomenal. Just, I think it just shows us and shows me that, you know, even in seasons of pruning, God wants to, God's still the source. He's still bringing all yeah, the stuff we need yeah. to thrive. Uh, That's so good. So. The reason, the impetus for this um, podcast was I saw that there was a transition that you recently went through, and I wanted to explore kind of the, the the topic about transitioning with the Lord. And I think that yeah. pruning and transitioning and fruitfulness, it's all interplayed. And But practically speaking, there was a big change that you made um, around your gallery. So can you just kind of share a little bit about the story and maybe a little bit of like how God prepared you and just a little bit about that and we can go from there. Yeah, absolutely. So for the last 10 years, um, you know, I guess 11 years ago, we transitioned from Atlanta up to Asheville. Um, through that, the Lord began to open up just incredible opportunities through my first book that came out, Unlocking the Heart of the Artist, and it went all over the world. And I was working as a worship leader, and but I was also having this call as an artist and father to artists and then was speaking. And it was like, this, like, what does this look like? And so 2011 came and the Lord opened up an opportunity for me to start a studio here in Asheville. And again, within two years of coming here, I've been recognized by the Smithsonian for my artwork. I was selling commission work for thousands and thousands of dollars. I had this beautiful gallery and teaching space and all that. And it really led into this incredible season over these last 10 years of really thriving spiritually, relationally, financially, in business, artistically. But then also out of that, I kind of started this mentoring program, which was the funny thing was, I thought that this was going to be my way to slow down because I was traveling all over the world, yeah. like speaking at conferences and all this sort of thing. And I was like, I don't want to be the guy traveling all the time. I want to be I want to be doing art and speaking out of that, you know? So, so I started this online mentoring program and, uh, four years ago and it is absolutely mushroomed. We've got over uh, right at about 1300 members now from all over the world wow. that are in that. Plus these live conferences that we do six books written now. And as I was growing that, and that was, you could just, we all knew my team, I got five people on our team now that helped me with that. We could just all see, the Lord was is just so on this right now in this season and leaders in my life just, you know, affirming that as well. And so I knew that I was coming to a point where I was not going to be able to do business as usual, yeah. where I was going to have to, somebody said, I love this analogy. They said, it's kind of like a dimmer switch. They said, if one dimmer switch was, was on fully and that was your basket uh, art business and the mentoring program was kind of down here, you were doing it, but it wasn't your major focus it's kind of like you're switching the dimmer switches and there's mm. going to be a season, a transition, like an 18 month transition where I'm going to be pulling down the dimmer switch on my art business to a, a more doable level and turning up the dimmer switch on my mentoring business and what I'm doing as a mentor to artists. And so that's been the season. Well, so I'm like, okay, I totally get that. Now, was that a, just as a side note, was that like a prophetic word? Was that as an impression? Like, where did that, it was just a thought? Like, where did it come from? It was actually from a friend of mine who was not a believer, but when he said it, it just resonated inside yeah. of me. It was yeah. like, you know, when the Lord just is like, listen, you know? Right. And so I totally grabbed hold of that. And I was like, that really just sits well in my spirit. And yeah. so right after that, I had a dream. And um, I was standing at the back 
of my studio. And this was the freak out moment, really, because the dimmer switch thing, I was like, I could do this. I could totally do this. <laughs> that sounds so, so nice. Just very gradual. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I had this dream. And in the dream, I'm standing at the back of my studio and I'm looking in the door and I had like a 3,000 square foot studio. All right? yeah. So I mean, beautiful gallery, all this kind of thing. And this is and in I'm the saying, River Arts District or was in the right. River Arts. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so just a premier place to be in, you know, really in the southeast as far as artists go. And, yeah. And so I'm there, and uh, the light's coming in. I feel good in the dream, all this. And I look into the gallery, and it's swept clean. Wow. And I'm in the dream thanking the Lord for what an incredible season that this has been. And so then I wake up, and I was like, oh, my God, i got to <laughs> leave the studio. I mean, I'm totally freaking out, like, you know, <laughs> this cannot be because – a studio for an artist, I don't even know how to describe it, but it's like your blood, sweat, and tears, guts, and I mean, how many times have I prayed and cried and believed God and seen him show up in so many incredible ways in that space over, you know, almost 10 years? And so to lead that, I had to go through, um, I mean, I'll just be honest, like I'm like Mr. Identity, teaching identity and sunshine sure, and yeah. heart and mind transition and all this kind of thing, and and. Troy, I mean, I had a lot of issues that the Lord had to go deep with me on mm. in this last 18 months of, okay, Matt, so you said your identity is not in what you do. Let's pull the studio out of it. Let's pull the reputation and the public, you know, yeah. accolades out of it. And let's see where your heart is in that. Mm. And that took me, um, it was, it was God's grace that that dimmer switch took 18 months because I had to walk through things in my life. Um, just, you know, things that you thought you've dealt with and you have dealt with, but to go to the next level up, there's another level deeper <laughs> that you got to go Man, in that's... your heart to get that stuff dealt with. And so so, so yeah. let me ask you kind of along the way of this journey. So first off, as far as getting the studio, did you feel that... Like, did you sense that this was a this was a gift or something the Lord had given you, the studio itself? Like, how did yeah, you... Yeah, I mean, 10 years ago, I mean, literally, I was looking for a studio, and I had looked... I mean, I had exhausted myself, because a year and a half prior, when I was in Atlanta, God had supernaturally brought a woman to give me a studio, like, handed me the keys to a building and said... I want to give this studio to you. I mean, it was this crazy story. Right. So when I moved to Asheville, I was like, of course, God's going to give me another studio. And it's going to be great because we think that God's going to do the same thing. Yeah, absolutely. In, in yeah. the last season, this season, which is, you know, yeah. hardly ever the case. And um, so I had exhausted all of my, you know, reasoning and, and trial and that and had stopped looking. And then about a year later, the lady that owns this building called me out of the blue. I was literally driving to that building to meet another artist friend of mine in the building. And she said, Matt, this is Helene. You know, I own the building. And I was like, oh, hey. And she's like, I've got, are you still looking for a building? Because I've got this studio space in the front of my building. That's one of the prime spaces. I've got a guy that wants to rent it, but I keep thinking of you. And, and I'm like, I'm literally on the way, like I'm two minutes away. And I walked in the door and rented it on the spot. I mean, it was a total God thing. So to have been there 10 years and in this like divine appointment kind of place, yeah. I just knew, and it had really been 
a vehicle of blessing in my life. And yeah. so it's really, it's not like my business was falling off and I couldn't afford it anymore and I got to let it go. I mean, we're having some of our biggest years ever. Right. <laughs> and yeah. So, so and, and then this is the season that the Lord says, okay, now that it's going so awesome, it's time to transition into a new season. So and, that's, uh, that's why I wanted to talk to you because I think it, it trips people up so much that yeah. God will do something give it to you clearly, divinely, like from the hand of God. But then sometimes, like you said, like when you woke up from that dream, you're like, tell me I'm not. That was a nightmare. That was, I had a nightmare. I rebuke you. I rebuke you, Satan, and get behind me. You know, and and so much of the things that we receive from the Lord, um, it is really, I mean, and we sing it and we go to church and we say, it's all yours. I'm yours. Everything's yours. And then when the Lord starts saying, okay, (laughs) and that can be tough. It was absolutely tough. And I, you know, prophetically, the Lord had sent a number of people along the way during this last 18 months. Yeah. Um, I mean, I got so many crazy things. Like, I literally had a team from Bethel call me out of the blue, and they said, uh, we're a prophetic team that prophesies over businesses, and somebody gave us your name. They didn't know who I was from Adam's house cat. And they're like, can we prophesy over your business? <laughs> and I'm like, well, yes. And so for like 30 minutes, I'm on this thing with these five razor-sharp prophetic people. They're prophesying over me. And then I had another friend that, that I was talking to one day after doing a podcast interview, and uh, we were talking about this, and she said, you know, Matt, she said, what if what if your art was the donkey that God brought you into the city on? You know, that what if your art was really just the vehicle? Your art business was just the vehicle to get you the notoriety and the voice and the impact and all that and the reputation in order to be able to go to the next place that God has for you, which is, in greater measure, raising up this worldwide army of artists. And, yeah. all that. and and again, it just kind of began to put into perspective, I think, um, all that I've been through and, and the calling of God on my life. And so my art at this point, so now I'm, I'm fully transitioned into this, this new space and, and all that. And um, I'm still doing my art, but it's on a much, much more manageable level. I'm not having to do the production that I was doing and I have to keep a full-time public gallery. Yeah. Um, all of that. And so, and it's given me the freedom with my team to really be able to focus on the thing that God's called me in this season to primarily. So. Yeah. So, so back when we talked before and, and you wrote about it so, so well and, and called to thrive, you know, that, that prophetic sort of piece where the Lord was talking about this army of artists, this army of artists, army, I want you to raise up. And, and, and we can get logic involved in all of this, right? You know, as we say, well, well, I can see how this could work. But it feels like what what I'm sensing is that it's sort of like this transition is like I'm actually highlighting that more, right? Highlighting that calling and that impact even greater. And so, you know, I, I guess what I'm trying to get at is that sometimes when the Lord transitions us, you know, it can feel like loss, but it's actually it's transitioning to a gain, a new gain, something new. Um, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I look at the last ten years of my life as the Lord building the platform. Mm. You know that 
I didn't, I mean, when I came to Asheville, honest to goodness, I was selling $25 baskets. I mean, I was like, that was my hobby and whatever. And now um, I've got a, a studio full out on the other side of this wall. I've got a studio full of, of wall hangings that I'm, are commissioned works that are anywhere from, uh, you know, three to five, $6,000 each um, that are the normal kind of course of what I'm doing with a nationwide and even international reputation. I mean, it's like incredible. And so when I then come into the, the art world, because I think artists in particular, I mean, I guess everybody can be like this, but artists in particular, they're like, okay, are you the real deal? Like, are you making and selling work? Like, don't tell me how to do. Right. Yeah, work. exactly. Like <laughs> they, you're the real deal, you know, they want to know you're an artist. The, this is the funny thing to me. So many of the people that are doing artist mentoring out there are not even artists. They're like, they're like great marketing people that think that artists are like a great niche. And so they, they yeah. focus what they're doing and that. So like for me, I think one of the big resonating points is that Matt's been and it and is a working artist who is bringing his art and spiritual life and business life together in a kingdom approach. And, yeah. and I'm really trying to be authentic in that and say, Hey, just like Paul says, follow me as I follow Christ. I'm going to try to point you to Jesus, get your heart healed, and then show you all the practical things you need to do right out of my own journey. And so I don't, I think if I had not had these last 10 years and then my continued work, it really, there, there'd be no way that I would be able to be positioned to do what I'm doing now on a global scale. So, yeah, and so, um, so it, it, I mean, you touched on it a little bit, but in that transition, that eighteen month period, what were some of the things that you felt like the Lord was like shining a light on, saying, you know? And again, that's another beautiful, you know, sort of thing that the Lord's like. There are layers of of healing and health and yeah. wholeness and faith. And sometimes we get that top layer and we're like, yeah, like one and done. I think I'm good. But then it's like, yeah. the Lord, you know, years later, it's like, no, there, how about this other layer? You're like, I didn't yeah. even know that was there. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah. So is there any well, I mean, part of that that you would be mind sharing? No, I think, again, for me, um, part of the way God's wired me, I mean, I'm obviously a people person, a talker. I love engaging with people and that sort of thing. So, um I, and, and I love, and I don't think this is a bad thing. I think this is part of how God's wired me. I love when people come in the studio and go, you are so freaking talented. You are, you know, this is the most beautiful work I've ever seen. I mean, I, I love that. That's a big part of the emotional payoff that I get as an artist. I love that yeah. connection with people and that sort of thing. And so to not have a studio mm. uh, that's public and that sort of thing, and to not be out there in front of people as much and to be known as like, I was honestly like, I don't know of any other basketry woven sculpture, fiber artist person that has as large of, or as well-known of a studio as me anywhere in the country. I mean, so I was, I had people come from all over the place to come visit me and see what we're doing and all that kind of stuff. So I love that. I love interacting with people, but the Lord was like, man, what happens if that's not there anymore, you know? And it just highlighted the identity stuff in mm, me. Yeah. It's like, okay, let's go one more level, you know? Yeah. <laughs> Can I be, am I okay with being in this next season, the father to artists that promotes others and is the wind underneath them, mm. as opposed to being always focused on the growth of my own business? Like, 
I don't have to make baskets, you know, to make a living. That's right. just, it, in this season, it's something that I just do yeah. um, as part of my own expression and part of what I love to do. And yet, I mean, it's extra income and that sort of thing. But yeah. um, it's really just been an interesting kind of thing for me to watch my own identity, be able to lay that down and say, I'm picking up this identity afresh in you and what you called me to in this season. And it's, it's not easy. It's not easy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, I think that every, like, did you remind the Lord? Like, <laughs> like you're like, God, like, this is a bad idea. Like my, our, my studio is, is good in so many different ways. What, oh, you know, yeah. did you have that conversation? <laughs> well, yeah, because I couldn't get past the idea, like I went through a real imposter syndrome kind of phase mm. in this where I was like, if I don't have the studio, then nobody will listen to me. Right. You know? Yeah. And of course, all my friends, peers, you know, in business and in art are like, man, you've lost your mind. You've built one of the most incredible art businesses of anybody that we know over the, over the last 10 yeah. years. You've got these incredible chops and you've made tons of money and you've, you know, built, built this huge reputation for yourself and all that. How, wh- wh- what makes you think that like the door is going to shut on that and nobody's going to remember that. And you're just going to be this fake out there talking out of just ideas. No, I mean, you've built a platform to now be able to speak from. And so it sounds so to, logical, but the heart is not logical. It is not logical. It is not logical. And <laughs> it think, feels you know, all of this. <laughs> even still, I'm, I really, um, I think I'm in a healthy place with it, but I do, I really do value and my, my people in my mentoring program, they do really value that I'm still in the studio and working as an artist yeah, and that sort of yeah. thing because, and I, and I like that too, because I, I think, you know, some of the best things that I have to say come out of that direct process of me just being in the studio or interacting with a client or interacting with a gallery. And I, I turn on the, the video camera and I talk to them about it you yeah. know, in a very natural way. So. Yeah. So I, man, there's so much here. I, it's almost like the Lord's best work is in these weird, unexpected places yeah. um, where it's just like, this doesn't make any sense, God. Like, I can tell you all the reasons why you're wrong, or I wouldn't say it that direct. I'd be more indirect. Like, <laughs> like I can tell you why it doesn't make sense, but it's that, you know, that Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, you know, lean not on your own yeah. understanding. Right. And I like to bargain with God. I'm a great bargainer. So I'm like, I can totally do this, God, but we also got to do this too, you know? And he's like, yeah, but no. <laughs> Tell you what, um, I'll give up this one, but I'll get That's two, all. right? I'll get two in exchange for this one, exactly. right? <laughs> well, and for me, it, it all kind of came to a head at our gathering of artisans last year, last September. Um, yeah. We had a lot of warfare around it, but we had hundreds of people there. It was phenomenal. And um, I got up on Saturday night and was just praying for a bunch of the scholarship students. And we had brought these students from all over the world um, and scholarship from from Romania and Australia. And it was Netherlands. It was cool. And um, I got up there praying. And, man, the Holy Ghost just came on me. And, like, I started, I, like, I was, like, woo. I mean, I was getting like major overwhelmed in the spirit in front of everybody, like getting whacked. And my 
my spiritual parents, Jim and Pat Banks, came up beside me. Some other spiritual parents I have in Germany, Myra and Deepmar Panko, they, they came up beside me and kind of stood beside me holding my arms up. And then my team came around me and people, they just started prophesying over me and the whole place. I mean, it was just this like encounter moment of the Lord saying, you've come through the transition. This is the defining moment. This is the, the page turning place. And, um, Mm. it was just such a significant moment that night. And, um, the Tuesday after that, this is crazy. We finished, everybody goes home, all this sort of thing. Um, out of the blue, and I, I'm not even told her this, but out of the blue, I get a call from Teresa Dedman out at Bethel. And she says, Matt, I want you to be one of the keynote speakers at the Bethel Creative Conference this year. Oh. And I was like, are you kidding me? I mean, this is like one of the things I'm like, I would love to do that. They've yeah, been such sure. a huge part of my life and all that sort of thing. And it was just kind of like the kiss of God, just like, boom, here we go. And it's been one thing after another like that, just continual affirmation of you're on the right journey, even to the point of, I, I you know, I knew I was moving, but I didn't tell my landlord. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> because you know, as long as I didn't tell my landlord, I wasn't really moving. You know, right? And yeah, so, I, I know that. Play. <laughs> yeah, and so finally, the Lord was like, "You got to tell your landlord." And I was like, "Lord, I have another year on my lease, and I have no idea where I'm going. I'm not tell tell the landlord." So I emailed the landlord, and for like, and then COVID hit, and I'm like, "Oh my gosh!" I'm like, "This is crazy. I got nowhere to go. We couldn't find anywhere for." me to transition into. I mean, everywhere we went, it was just like dead end, dead end, dead end, all this kind of stuff. All of a sudden, um, out of the blue, I look at Craigslist one more time. I'm riding down the road one day. The Lord says, look at Craigslist one more time. I opened it up and the first ad that I saw in commercial real estate was a 1200 foot studios, uh, square foot studio space in Fairview, North Carolina. Honest to goodness, this building that I'm sitting in right now is like five minutes from my house down a country road. It's like, zoop, 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 just like right there, completely private, high-speed internet, already we were able to come in and build it out completely like we wanted to. So I signed the lease on the place. And then I'm like, well, and it's $500 less a month. I mean, just all this, all this stuff. And the guy says, he says, oh, and by the way, we don't believe in raising the rent. He said, we just, whatever, as long as you're here, no, no increase on the rent. So I was like, oh my gosh, I got to tell, you know, Helene, the building owner, who I love and has been fabulous to us all these years. I let her know what was going on. I said, hey, just letting you know, you know, we've uh, done this. And she said, uh, because I'd already let her know we were moving out. But I said, hey, we've now signed a lease and all that. She's like, that's great. She's like, I'm actually in the final discussions right now with the guy that's next door to your studio. They want to take over your space and um, they can be out by the, can you be out by the end of July? And I was like, that's exactly when I need to be out. I mean, it was like no double rent. No, it was just like this whoosh, just perfect. Yeah, man, that is, I, so. (laughs) It's been crazy. Yeah, and I, I guess that, I mean, the thing that, the listeners need to hear is the goodness of God in transition. Yeah. yeah the goodness. Yeah. So, cause you got, I, I, you, and you've expressed it, but that there's that feeling of like, Oh no, or Oh crap. Or how's this going to work out in, in that fear in that not, maybe not dread, but just sort of like, I, I just don't know. Oh, no. 
Yeah. Yeah, it's the unknown. And but yet the Lord has something on the other side of the transition for folks. Um, well, I think the Lord, what the Lord has done in me in the last 10 years, and it's kind of a core of what I teach now, is just in regards to provision, you know, that He is my source, that He He may, God brings provision into our life by revelation in line with our assignment. Yeah. And so He's the one that's responsible for bringing provision and bringing opportunity. I'm the one that's responsible for listening and to respond when he shows me. Yeah. And so I've just learned over the years now that if, if the, if this source turns off or this opportunity that he's been bringing, if it starts to go to a trickle, I know that he's going to begin to bring another one in another way. Cause that's just, that's his promise that, mm. you know, he doesn't provide me because, because I'm good. He provides for me because he's good because I'm his son. Yeah. And so that's like deep in my heart at this point, And I just, I knew that I, I just know that I know that that was how this is going to work out. And so um, it gave us the confidence. And, and, you know, we've been through 25 years married now almost of, <laughs> of walking this journey of God's provision, walking through transitions, all this sort of thing. And so this is not our first rodeo, but at the same time. This is a big one. That was a big it one. It was a big one. It was a big one. And it, but I think we came through it with confidence and, it was just really, really cool to see kind of the dovetail, how it just all worked together, mm-hmm. and the Lord did this thing beautifully. So yeah, yeah, and I mean, in all the nuances of like it's just down the street, and you know, it's a, it's like a bonus, right? <laughs> it was well, you know, I mean, honestly, it was everything that I asked for. Honestly, when we came and looked at the place, I was like, "There's, there's no way." Like we looked at it on the map, and Tanya's like, "This is like three minutes from our house." I mean, what? And then we get here and everything we were asking the guy for, he was like, and you can build it out any way you want to. And, uh, you know, whatever you need. And he said, if you want to put windows, like windows was something I wanted. If you want to put windows in it, go ahead. No problem with us. And I said, well, it's going to need an air conditioner. I'm going to need to do that. He said, you know, that's kind of expensive. I said, yeah, it's about $5,000, you know, to, to do that. He said, well, I tell you what, he said, why don't you just knock a hundred dollars off the rent for the first two years and I'll cover half of that for you. I mean, it was just, it was, it's just been like, and, you, and the whole time you're like, mm-hmm, okay, okay, thank you. Yes. You know, just, just receive the blessing. I, I think that transitions get screwed up when we get in the middle of it and try to over-engineer it. I believe that. Instead I believe of that. trusting that God's in the middle of it. Yeah. Man, that's that's a good word. You can say that again. <laughs> say that again. I remember it. I mean, it's true. I think they do. Any Anytime I look back in my own life at a transition, I think it gets screwed up when I disconnect from trusting God and I start trying to reconnect with understanding my own, you know, the way I would do it, my own desires, whatever. And um, if I can just say, okay, Lord, I'm along for the ride. I trust you. Let me see you work this out. He'll yeah. do it every time. Yeah, that's so good. I, Matt, I, I knew that I'd love to have this conversation with you because, <laughs> because I mean, we've had, you know, our previous conversations, some of the stuff I've been exposed to. I mean, you've been such a inspiration to me personally. Uh, just And I'm not an artist, but but just the idea of just believing, believing God for, for good things and His yeah. good intentions towards us. But... And then transitions happen, and sometimes it kind of like casts a light on God, like, 
this doesn't feel good at all. This feels bad. This feels right, like right. you're not, you don't have good intentions or this, I, I don't see the other side of this. And that's where faith really starts to get, you know, tested and, and, you know, worked out as saying, no, God's still good. And now you got this testimony of look how God, look how good God is. Yeah. Yeah, you know, absolutely. and absolutely. so well, well, I would I would ask as we end, if you would just pray for those that are listening that are in transition, job transitions, sure. life transitions, and, and just you know, just just pray for them from from what you've experienced and are experiencing. Yeah, I'm gonna pray, and I, I just want to share too, real quick. There's the, a vision the Lord gave me in this transitional period. I just remembered this is that as I was praying about just the nervousness of transition and not knowing, the Lord showed me that He had stationed angels along every twist and turn along the transition journey and that they were waiting for me having already worked with him to prepare the ground that I was going into. And, uh, I just think that's so beautiful. And so father, I just thank you right now, Lord, in Jesus name that for every son and daughter, Mm. Lord, you have set your angels charge over us, Lord, over the situations, Lord, over the situations that we're walking through. God, you have given uh, authority for us to walk in transition. Lord, you've set your angels in places to go and prepare the way. Lord, I thank you that uh, every place that we place our feet, Lord, we take the kingdom. Yeah. That, God, you have good things for us, to prosper us and not to harm us, to give us a hope in a future. In a future. Yes, that, God, you are the God who gives us more than we could ask or imagine. And so, Lord, I thank you that uh, it's through your precious promises, Lord, that we participate in the kingdom. We participate in your divine nature. And Lord, as my friend may be going through right now a transition in their life, God, I thank you that it is not the external situations that we find our faith rooted in. But Lord, we find our faith, we must find our faith rooted in your promises. They are the vehicle through which we walk and we we run through and we walk through transition in our life. So God, mm-hmm. I pray for great grace right now yeah. for your promises to rise up in people's heart. Let faith arise and let grace mm-hmm. be uh, just poured out, overflowing in their lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Matt, it was so, such a great joy to have you on. God bless you. I'm so excited to, to hear all that the new things the Lord has planned for, for you and through you. And uh, it's just been great, man. And so it's always great to have you on. Well, thanks a lot, man. I appreciate the opportunity. Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast. Go to Instagram at The Kindling Fire to find out more about what we offer, as well as subscribe to our YouTube channel, The Kindling Fire. There you can find Bible devotionals, e-courses, and etc. Okay, guys, as always, be awesome.